Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, and I am here to tell you about a special project that we've been working on here at Slate, and we want to share it with our Amicus listeners, too. By now, we're all aware, I think, that students across the United States learn to do lockdown drills. That's just a part of going to school today. What we may be less aware of or, frankly, haven't really wanted to think about much is how these drills are affecting the millions of kids who do them and then do them and do them from kindergarten through 12th grade. Well, you're about to find out this special audio story from Slate and The Trace is titled Lockdown, Living Through the Era of School Shootings, One Drill at a Time. I am in kindergarten. First grade. Second grade. Sixth grade. Eighth grade. Ninth grade. I'm in the tenth grade. I'm in twelfth grade. And I live in San Diego, California. I'm a touch in New Jersey. In Louisville, Kentucky. Baltimore City. LA County. South Orange, New Jersey. I live in Seattle, Washington. I'm Elizabeth Van Brocklin. I've been covering gun violence as a reporter for The Trace for four years. And for the past couple of months, in partnership with Slate, my colleague Alon Stevens and I have interviewed two dozen students of all ages in towns and cities across the country. We wanted to know what they see, what they hear, and what they feel during what has become a routine experience in America, the school shooter drill. As I listened to these kids in their living rooms and bedrooms, two things struck me. First, This is a generation that has grown up doing lockdown drills. Second, most of these kids know exactly what the drills are for, whether we adults realize it or not. Before I had these conversations, I didn't really understand how the constant threat of shootings has changed the experience of going to school. You're about to hear from some of the kids we spoke to, from kindergartners through high school seniors. You'll hear about the many different ways these drills affect nearly every student in the country. I call it usually the flip picture. What can you see in there? Of tree frog. Now I can see a monkey. Now I can see a puffin. Hi, my name is Leah. I am in kindergarten and I live in Newville. See a cheetah. I can see a butterfly. I do intruder drills. You lock little doors and everyone's in there hiding in a certain place of the room with little teachers. And we usually have a security camera to show like if there's actually a real stranger in the building. And last week, there was a real stranger in the building, and I got a feeling stuck in my head. I was thinking if we were going to be okay, because, like, the stranger was literally just outside the door of our classroom, and um, it was actually just our principal dressed in stranger clothes. I saw her wearing, like, a boy wig with her hair up on the bun, and, um, I thought it was kind of scary because I didn't know who her true self was. So, like, um, we hide it in the back room or the closet. And it was very crowded. My friends were playing a couple games of rock, paper, scissors, shoot. And I was like, no, I know there's still someone out there. But they don't believe me. So one of my 
best friends, my best, best, best friends, um, said that they believed in me. There was a window in the closet. And outside the window was pigeons. They were like hanging off of the um, tree. They looked a little ghoulish and a little goblin-y. And we were afraid at first. Then we peeked out the window and saw that it was just pigeons, shadows. I didn't chew the draw in case a real stranger, not my principal, a real stranger is in the building. Now I can see a tiger. I can see a gorilla. I can see a cheetah. So I was in gym. I think I was in physics class. We were doing math in our textbooks, like he had a problem on the board. Um, I was playing with Legos at free choice. We were learning some math. I was in my English classroom. Language arts. Biology. Chemistry class. Social studies. I just remember it being a very weird shift from thinking about calculus to thinking about how I would escape if there was someone with a gun in my school. My name is Foster. I live in Seattle. I am in first grade. I am awesome. <laughs> we first did a lockdown drill last year in kindergarten. So how the teacher explained it, she was thinking like if a wild animal came and we hid in the bathroom, if it was a mouse or something, we probably wouldn't have to do that. But if it was a zebra line or something... I wasn't talking, and a lot of people were because they were squished, but I wasn't. The bathroom was total boring and stinky. Why we would do the lockdown drill? Because if a wild animal or a robber or something came barging in, we do something about it, and we don't get killed by the animal. But I don't know. It didn't happen last year, and I don't think it's going to happen this year. A wild animal barging in, I mean. I don't mean having a lockdown drill. There's definitely going to be at least one lockdown drill. When I was younger, we lived in New York. And I went to a charter school. And I would walk there with my dad every morning. And every Wednesday would be a half day. So, like, we got to go to a pizzeria and get ices. So yeah, that was fun. My name is Phoebe. I'm in fifth grade, and I live in South Orange, New Jersey. When I was in first grade, when I lived in New York, I asked my teacher if I could go to the bathroom. So I walked into the bathroom, and I went in one of the stalls. This is a code red lockdown drill. Please stay wherever you are. I repeat, this is a code red lockdown drill. I was like so scared. I so I stood on top of the toilet, but then I remembered, oh wait, my teacher told me this year to sit on the toilet and put my feet up. And then last year, my teacher told me to stand on the toilet. So I was like, wait, what do I do? And then I heard like footsteps outside. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is someone coming? And I tried to like stay as quiet as I could be. Click, clack, click, clack, footsteps. And then I heard like the shifting of the like doorknob. It's the vice principal. If there's anybody in here, you can come out of the bathroom and come with me to the main office. 
Should I trust them? I just walked out of the stall, and I was so relieved. And so, like, I went into the main office with her. But now, in fourth grade, we had, like, three in one week. So, like, I just remembered that I, like, got stuck in the bathroom and, like, how I felt. It was, like, really scary, and I didn't want that to happen. So, like, I thought, oh you have to drink water and then you have to use the bathroom. So like if I stop drinking water, then I won't have to use the bathroom. (laughs) I'm thinking like, okay, I gotta be prepared. What if it happens like now or now? So like, I just can't drink water. But like, that was like a dumb mistake because I started to get like super bad headaches because I was dehydrated. My name is Kennedy. I'm in fifth grade and I live in Baltimore City. One kid, he was kind of worried and thought it was real. So he had like a panic attack. He started breathing heavily. He had started crying and everyone was really worried about him. So then um, we had waited for like a few minutes and then everyone started to calm him down. Like, it's okay, it's okay. It's just fake, it's just practice. And so I think he felt better after that. My name is Karina, I'm in fifth grade, and I live in Baltimore City. They didn't really say if it was a drill or not. They just said, cold red, cold red, and then everybody was acting like all goofy and playing in my head. I was like, oh my gosh, like what if this was real? Like we all would've got killed because y'all not cooperating and y'all not listening. We're all gonna die if they don't shut up. I was behind my teacher's desk, scared, crunched up, with my head and my legs, read the cry, like, like this. I was just looking into my legs because I have nothing else to do. I mean, I would have closed my eyes, but then that probably would have made it scary for me. Well, even more scary because I was already scared. The principal on the intercom said that lockdown was over. I just felt relieved and unstressed, and I was so happy because it wasn't a real one. Had that not been like a... Um, a fake lockdown drill. We would have been in first classroom for the active shooter, whether they had a lock pick or not, because they could have opened the door with whatever weapon they had, and they could have killed us all because they would have heard our classroom as the first noise because everybody was making so much noise. Lock, lights, out of sight. The best place you want to be is in a corner most of my classes, I sit up front, so I would be more safe. Everybody tried to get to one side of the um, door and try to get under their desk. We were all sitting under the sink. Oh, and it was also dark because you lock the doors and you turn off the lights. There were basically people on all sides of me. Sometimes if you like lean your head, you can feel the other person's hair. It's so close. I felt like I was like a little porcupine or like a little hedgehog rolling up trying to protect myself from the enemy. Sometimes I like close my eyes and I remember a TV show and like an episode of it and I just like rewatch it in my mind. You, you know, you just gotta kill the time. Kids were either like playing games like chopsticks, patty cake, rock, paper, scissors, do bunny ears on the person in front of them. They also play a game called shotgun during lockdown drills a lot. Load your gun or shoot your gun or shield it and if you shoot them while they're loading you win. My name is Alden. I'm in sixth grade and I live in Seattle, Washington. We knew there was a lockdown drill 
that day, but we didn't know what time because our teacher didn't tell us, and they announced that it was a lockdown drill. And I always think this during a lockdown drill, why do they announce it? Like, will they really announce it when someone's in the school? Because then they'll know that we're all hiding. I've been doing lockdown drills since I was in around first grade. Now I really get it. At first, I didn't really get it. I heard about the first school shooting. I'm like, wow, that's why we do lockdown drills. We get the Seattle Times every morning, so it was on the front page of Seattle Times. And I asked my parents, like, what happened? And they told me that it's a very sad story and stuff. My name is Colin, and I'm in sixth grade, and I live in L.A. County. It wasn't too bad. They just said, like, if an active shooter went on, you're supposed to, like, grab kind of a blunt object to protect yourself with it. If someone were to come at you, you either, like, throw it at them to slow it down, or if you are close to them, you just whack them in the head with it. And then if you were to grab a pencil, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> just stab. The principal came on. There's an active shooter. Um, we are on full lockdown, and then we locked all the doors, pushed all the desks against it, grabbed like a textbook or scissors, you know, the stereotypical school scissors. People had pencils, and I was like, I, I don't think any of these are really going to work if you're against a rifle. <laughs> I'm just kind of seeing people like being completely still, and everyone's being super silent, which is kind of odd to see in a classroom. One of my friends was kind of across the room. We were kind of just like exchanging glances, kind of shrugging like, well, we're doing it. <laughs> we kind of were there for a good few minutes and then um, came up on the speaker again and said, the drill is over, go back to your normal schedules, um, get ready to go to lunch. My mom made me a sandwich and I was kind of just eating it um, and talking to my friends. We were like, Wow, that was so crazy. I, um, what did you carry? And things like, where were you in the classroom? We had a new kid in our grade, and he was kind of like, well, do you guys do this every year? I was like, no, this is the first time we've done it. And he was kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird. I wonder why they're doing it now. And I was like, yeah, I think it's because of the increase in frequency in the shootings. Hi, I'm Macy. I'm in eighth grade and I live in South Orange, New Jersey. It goes, this is a lockdown red alert, this is a lockdown red alert. And they didn't say that like, hey, this is a drill. We're just testing to make sure you do the right thing. It was just like, we're gonna make you think that you're in a life or death situation. I was freaking out. I was genuinely not sure if I would finish the day alive and there wasn't anything I could do to fix that. I mean, I don't know, maybe this is like a super common feeling or maybe nobody at my school feels the same way. And it's hard to tell because people don't talk about it much. It has this weird feeling of I could go to school and I could die. Pick a day of the week. Take a calendar and throw a dart at the calendar. I could die on that day. But you still talk with your friends and you still have fun and you still complain about your math homework and it's such a strange experience that shifted for me because I'd never been that terrified for my life before and it's a really strange shift I guess.
I wouldn't hide. I would run or fight. Lockdown, basically, we were just sitting ducks. And we were just staying in our classroom and hoping that no one came in. You run in like a zigzag pattern if like you're running away from someone with like a gun. Oh, you're also supposed to spread out so we're not clumped together. Take a belt and wrap it around the like handle of the door and then someone would hold it. Lock the door, tie it with a shoelace, and then also prepare to counter in case that doesn't work. And then we like got um, behind desks and like got something ready to throw. Heavy blocks. There's like spheres and rectangles and triangles because that's the heaviest thing. Actual pair of scissors might work for like if you're close to them, but like for long distance, maybe like a bin so you can like chuck it at them and maybe trip someone. In all my classes, I just think about what I would do. Um, in my chemistry class, Someone said that if there were a shooter, we could splash them in the eyes with some of the chemicals. We were kind of like joking around, like we were going to take our water bottles and just stand by the door and like hit them on the head or something, but like not really seriously. Throw computers, you could throw water bottles, like throw chairs, just anything to keep you safe, I guess. I'm Satchel. I'm a sophomore in Louisville, Kentucky. I don't remember when I, the first year I started doing drills, I remember it was certainly in elementary school because I remember that in middle school and high school they told us why we were really doing the drills and I remember being um, a little upset because we'd been lied to in elementary school. They said that uh, the purpose of the drills was to trick the intruder or shooter or dangerous person or whatever euphemism they use trick that person into thinking that the whole school was on a field trip. And then in middle and high school, they told us that it was just to um, make it harder for intruders to find and kill us. We do one a year, and it's at the same day when we do the fire drills and the tornado drills and the earthquake drills. We get all the natural disaster drills and then the school shooter drill. Um, Throughout the day after the shooter drills, the days after, many teachers talk about um, what we would do for their specific classroom if there were a shooter. Um, in the class we were in, my European history teacher said, well, if there's a shooter, I'd be so mad, I'd just go smack him, and you'd all would jump out this window and run down to U University of Louisville. Um, very helpful. But he talked about how we were on the first floor so that we, in that classroom, we might be um, the first ones, first ones to be um, shot. I'm not personally scared for my safety about it, but it's still disturbing. We all think about what we would do because it means it will be some school somewhere. My name is Margot. I live in Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm in 12th grade. We have two different kinds of drills, basically, for an armed intruder, which would be lockdown, and ALICE, which is basically do whatever you can. ALICE is an acronym for alert, lockdown, inform, counter, and evacuate. We can alert people, we can evacuate, and we can even counter, basically, is what they're telling us, is that we have permission and that we're encouraged to counter a shooter if given the opportunity. It, it was very practical. Like, I think we all kind of had to detach ourselves. I became more used to just thinking like, 
what is the best course of action to like save myself like if i were in this situation generally when i'm in a room with a window i think about because with running there's always the risk that you run into the shooter and then with staying in lockdown there's the risk of becoming a sitting duck and so for me that seems like the best approach so that's usually what i would go with in a drill obviously we're not breaking windows every time we have a drill (laughs) Countering always comes up. Um, Some people have some fun with it because they're like, okay, what can I throw at this person? And to some extent, it's kind of just being ridiculous because a water bottle isn't going to be a fair match against an AR-15. And we all kind of know that. Um, But we're also being serious at the same time because it's kind of all we have. Um, I I maybe think about this a little bit too much, but I think a lot of high schoolers are thinking about this a little too much. My name is Sharnita. I'm in 12th grade. I live in Baltimore City. I think I was in physics class, actually, and that's kind of like a lab setup. So tables are long, lots of cabinets, um, you know, sinks on top of the desk. And basically, like, some kids hid in the cabinets that they could fit in them. I've never felt unsafe in school, but still, it's just thinking about, like, it's really scary how at other schools, this drill was very real and it could be very real for us. Like, I'm okay right now, and I'm safe right now, but your mind get to wander when you start thinking things, and then I am a very nervous and anxious child. <laughs> I also have a big imagination, especially for somebody my age. You would think it wouldn't be as big as it is. So in my mind, I can just imagine, like, oh, what if somebody comes in the classroom, they just decide, like, oh, I know there's kids in that cabinet, and they open that cabinet, and my friends are in there, and now I don't have friends anymore. I know it probably sounds really weird because I can be very aware that nothing's wrong going to happen, but I still can just imagine, like, the bad things happening. I know, like, if somebody really, really wanted to hurt somebody or us, they're going to do it. There's nothing you can do to stop somebody from hurting somebody, and that's just a fact. You can lock the door, but if he really want to get in, he can find a way to get in. What if the cops don't get there fast enough? That happens. If he really want to kill all of us, he can, but that's just... That's just being blunt and honest. All we can do is do drills and try to protect ourselves. Or if you come to classroom, we can try to run or teachers can try to protect kids. But a lot of the times, people come in to do mass, large amounts of damage, they're going to bring a gun. And what can anybody do against a gun? I don't feel anything in particular. It's just a... Another drill for me. We're like pretty calm about it because we do it a lot. The shootings aren't just going to stop. They're going to keep happening. It's making it safer for the people that like are ready for it. But then if the shooting actually comes, like sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. I only think about it at school. I don't know why. Like I want to be like, okay, I hope I finish this Spanish assessment. I hope I do well on my science test. I don't want to be thinking about it. How can I best hide from a shooter? <laughs> Kindergartners have to be practicing for like a shooter coming to the school when like you don't, we shouldn't have to. At first I was like scared and then I was kind of not like comfy, but like I got this. And I was just hoping it wasn't real. <laughs> I was just hoping <laughs> it was the principal who was coming, not like anybody that was like going to kill me. <laughs> Thank you.
This story is a collaboration of Slate and The Trace. It was reported by me, Elizabeth Van Brocklin, and Alon Stevens, and produced by Sarah Burningham. Our editors were Lowen Liu and Tali Woodward. Research and production assistance by Rosemary Belson. Mixing by Benjamin Frisch. Photography by Stacy Kranitz. And art direction by Lisa Larson Walker. Special thanks to June Thomas, Laura Bennett, Daniel Nass, Miles Corman, Allison Benedict, and Jared Holt. Finally, we'd like to thank all the kids who shared their experiences with us and the parents who supported them. Some kids who did not want to use their real names chose to use pseudonyms. For more about these students and their experiences, go to slate.com lockdown. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.